So glad that you're here. My name is Pastor Rich. I am so glad. Mother's Day is just such a great time, you know, to celebrate. And, uh, you know, I saw some people earlier and I, I was thinking about what a cool thing. So, so if you're here with your mom today, this, this is the time to really soak it for all it is. Because you say, hey, mom, I'm so glad that we could finally go to church together. You know, and, and, and after church, how about, how about I just take you out to breakfast, all right? Oh, it's a free breakfast at church? Great, great, great. Hey, mom, you know what? I, I really want to make sure I get you a, a plant, you know, a nice little succulent. Hey, they got it free at church today. Okay, hey. Great, great, great. Hey, and, and mom, you know, maybe maybe a family portrait, all right? You know, I'm always saying, let's get a family portrait. All right, hey, they got it at church today. Okay, I'll get the family portrait. Hey, you've always wanted a trip to Mexico. Hey, they got a mission trip coming up, you know? I mean, <laughs> guys, you got all kinds of things to be able to uh, give to mom. You know, if mom's not here, you know, make sure you call her, text her, FaceTime with her, let her know that, that she's valuable and that, that, that you care about her. Um, guys, when I, I look at, at uh, uh, things in life, sometimes what, what's really big is just trying to be first. You know, we work so hard at trying to be first. You know, uh, Tina was gone and uh, for a couple days this week, my wife was gone. And, and you know, they, you really realize how great a mom is when she's gone, you know, you're like, wow. And so, you know, we really wanted to be, man, I can't wait to get her at the airport. You know, I can't wait to be first. And, and, and it seems like that's been our whole relationship. When I met Tina, you know, I, I talked to her and I said, honey, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, so I'm a little bit wiser because I was born first. And she's like, yeah, six months, whatever. But now, now it really works in our favor after being together for 25 years. Okay, old man, you go ahead, you go first. But, you know, being first is something that we, that we try for, we strive for. Uh, when I'm at the grocery store, I drive my family nuts. So we're at Walmart and they've got like 57 aisles, you know, of, of, of checkouts, you know, and, and I'm looking at all of them and I keep scanning oh, wait a second, over in 37, and I've run it over there just to try to get quicker. And what's crazy, This is I, I need therapy for this. I start looking, and, I, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm gauging myself. Like, it's some type of race or something. Who's going to win? Oh, my word, well, she's writing a check, you know. And, and, and we're trying to see who's going to win, who's going to be first. And, and I think that carries on all the way to, you know, as a kid and you're on, on, on the playground, you know, who's going to be picked first? What a great feeling, right? You know, who's going to be chosen? Who's going to be picked to go to the dance? Who's going to ask me to go? You know, who's going to, who's going to pick me here? Is, 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 am I my wife's first choice or my 50, or 50th choice? You know, you want to be, I want to be the first. You know, I want to be the one that really matters. And there's something amazing about being the first to see things, the first to do things, the first to experience things. And today, as we're going through this series, ever since Easter, what we've been looking at is people that have encountered the risen Jesus. So after the resurrection, we celebrate it and we say, Happy Easter. But what about the people that saw Jesus? And so what's interesting is as, as all three campuses were getting together and we were planning what we're going to teach on, and we're like, man, we got to save this one. we got to save this one for Mother's Day. It is so important. The very first encounter with Jesus. What does that look like and who did he come to? And so today, as we look at God's word, I just ask that you would pull out your Bible because I believe that, that God wants to speak to each one of us. 
And, and, and specifically to moms, and, and here's the thing, is I know with mothers, it's different than with fathers. You know, usually, you know, the baby cries, and then it's like, I mean, I would just pretend to just be sleeping. You know, I'd be practicing my snoring and stuff. Oh, I didn't hear that. You know, making noise and stuff. And, and of course, Tina is right up on all those things. She's like, oh, I got to care. You know, baby's crying. The baby's exploding. You know, all those things. And, and Tina is there. And what's so funny is it really doesn't stop. It doesn't stop how old they are. It still matters. And it's like, oh, you know, I want to take care. And, 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 and it's great when you see those moments. Like when Tina was gone this week, she was with Bella Grace and they did this field trip. And I look at these pictures and I'm like, what a cool thing. Those are like the good moments, the smiles and stuff. And usually we don't see those other moments that aren't as pretty and aren't as tough. But as moms, it doesn't matter how old your kids are, they still matter to you. And guess what? There's some heartbreak that, that's attached to that. Sometimes there's some pain and you're like, how do I practically deal with that? Well, as, as we look at the scripture today in the Gospel of John, you're going to see how that first encounter is something that God wants to use in your life. So if you have a, a, a study guide, if you would just pull that out and grab your pen, and as I'm speaking, go ahead, there'll be things to fill in, and you just fill it in. But sometimes there's things that stand out, and you're like, wait a second, got to remember this one. Oh, yeah, hey, that, that's something that I think God's speaking to me today. So as we start to look at it, we go to John chapter 20, and we're going to start in verse 11. It says, Mary standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stood and looked in. See, what are the things to do when your heart is broken? See, I want you to write this in, is stay close when you're disappointed. Stay close when you're disappointed. When there's disappointment that takes place in your life, she is there, she is crying, she is emotional about what's going on. There's, there's a loss in her life. See, what, what's really natural for us is that we try to run away. I'm going through a tough time in life. I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing this thing that I don't like. I don't like how my kids are acting right now. I don't like how my parents are acting like right now. I don't like how the workplace is acting right now. And so what do we do? I mean, we just hit the highway. We just run from where things are at. I don't like where things are at with my marriage. I don't like where things are at. And we just run and we run and we run. And there's a problem with that, is that we never really deal with what's going on. And so, so as other people came and went, and as we read in the scripture earlier, we see other people that were there, but they laughed. And so this encounter happened because she stayed where she was at. So many times I think we miss out on miracles, things that God wants to do in our life. Why? Because we just say, forget it. That just seems too tough. That seems too big. I'm out of here. Sometimes God wants you to embrace where you're at. See, it goes on in verse, verse 12. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place of where the body of Jesus had been lying. What I think is just so interesting in this encounter, and you can just kind of write it down. It, it's one of those things. I was like, wow, that, that's, that's really wild. When we go all the way back to the beginning of the book, and we look in Genesis, and, and we look at uh, the, 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 the spiritual encounter that took place, the attack, who did the attack take place on? It took place on a woman, didn't it? 
It took place on Eve, where? In, in the garden. And so it's so interesting as we look at this, and it's like that, that, that woman was attacked in the garden, and redemption happened in the garden. That the angels came in the garden. Why? To show the Redeemer, Jesus. Wow, that's pretty powerful. So we see brokenness, and we see God's heart and desire is always to bring wholeness. So I don't know where you're at this morning, but if there's brokenness that's going on in your life, I know God wants to bring wholeness to where you're at. And so as, as, as the angel, they're, they're both there. It's, it says this in verse 13. Dear woman... Why are you crying? The angels asked her. See, what are you dealing with? What are the pains that are in your life? What are the circumstances that you're facing right now? What are the things that are going on? I talked to a friend this week in our small group, and, 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 and her mom passed away. Her, her mom graduated. Her mom went on to eternity. Now, now a lot of you have had that in this last year, in the last couple of years. And some of you have lost people physically. And others of you have lost people emotionally. And you're like, man, they're just gone. They're just not in my life. See, see, Mary Magdalene was able to articulate there is an issue, there's a problem that's going on. And that's what we need to do. If we're ever going to move forward, we have to be clear about what's going on. See, Mary stayed close. Peter and John came. You know, Peter's running people over and stuff. They look, and then they're, they're I'm out of here. I wonder, I mean, I can just guess. What would have happened if they stayed? But they missed something amazing. So sometimes when we see pain, we see brokenness, we want to bolt. But sometimes, right there, God says, I want to do a miracle. I want to take brokenness, and I want to bring wholeness See, the scripture says this, is it, it's because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they've put him. See, Mary's still looking for answers. She's not giving up. She's not taking a bumper sticker cliche answer and saying, oh, I'm good. I'm done. She wants to dig deeper. And that's something that God wants you to do right where you're at. How do I dig deeper in my situation of what's going on. Mary's looking for that answer. And so I want you to write in your study guide today that when, when, when your heart is broken, you've got to listen to a messenger. You've got to listen to God's messenger. God wants to speak to you where you're at. God doesn't look up in heaven and say, wow, that's a mess. Woo, that's too much for me. That, that's just messy. That's just, no, no, God's like, I want to get right in the dirt of what's going on. I want to be right into your life. I want to be the most intimate person in your life. See, so, so, so how do we hear that? You know, so many times we're like, I'll just figure it out. I'll just do it on my own. And the messenger is right there. The messenger wants to speak to us. So I want you to write this in, is that God speaks through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit speaks through different forms. And if you're a follower of Christ, I want you to know, if you've made a decision to follow Christ, your life has changed, it's been transformed, and there's been a gift that's been given to you, and that's the Holy Spirit that comes into your life. 
Now, if you haven't made a decision to follow Christ, I want you to know today's the day of salvation. There'll be an opportunity to say, God, I really, you know what they're talking about? I really want you to come into my life. And what's amazing is you're faithful to that and you're like, I, I just want to follow Christ. God brings the Holy Spirit and puts it in your life. And so this is how the Holy Spirit speaks to you. So if you're taking notes, go ahead and write this in. The first one is through Scripture. Through Scripture. What's the Scripture? The Bible. The Bible speaks to us. That's why it's so important to have a daily time with God. You know, if you don't have one, there's all kinds of great resources online. If you contact the church, we'll give you all kinds of resources, ways of doing a quiet time. Uh, for each of you, if you have zero quiet time right now, you're like, I really don't read the Bible every day. I, I'd like to. It's a great idea, but I'm just too busy, you know. Okay, well, do you have five minutes to give to the creator and master of the universe. If you've got five minutes, all you have to do is take that Bible, take that black Bible that you got sitting on top of the TV, just, just flip that thing open, go right to the center, flip about maybe five, six, seven pages over, and then you'll see a book called Proverbs. And there's 31 uh, chapters in the book of Proverbs. And what you can do is whatever today's date is, you just say, I'm just gonna read that proverb. And what is it? It's kind of like almost a fortune cookie. You know, you, you read it, it's like the Bible fortune cookie. It's saying, hey, you know, don't hang out with bad people. It's going to mess up your life. And you're like, wait, that's something I should actually listen to today. And God wants to speak. His Holy Spirit wants to move in your life. How does he also do it? He does it through prayer. He does it through prayer. Now, for some of us, we, prayer becomes this monologue. That we just say, okay, God, uh, this is what I want, and that's what I want, and I'm so upset about this, and I'm so upset, and we just shut down. But what the Holy Spirit wants to do is take that monologue and turn it into a dialogue to be able to hear God's voice as we pray. Another thing is through church. See, community is so important. The reason why we come together is that not, not just so we, we can sing and, and, and hear an encouraging message and, and get a breakfast, but, but here's what it is, is that, that we come and, and God wants to use each person here to speak into each other's life. That's why it's so important to be involved, to be a part of things, not just a, a spectator, but to be, you know what, I'm going to get connected. I'm going to be with every person because every person here, your life matters. If you're a follower of Christ, what's amazing, the scripture says, is that you are part of the body, the bride of Christ. Now, what happened if there's a piece missing? Wow, that affects everything, doesn't it? And so your life matters. You being a part of a community, being able to speak into other people's lives and allowing them to speak into you is vital. It's so important. The Holy Spirit wants to move in there. And then the final thing is that the Holy Spirit moves through circumstances. Now, now a lot of times we're just like, oh, you know, I, I want all of my circumstances to be cake, sprinkles, and, and, and a unicorn on the side, you know, that, that doesn't make a mess. That, that's what I want my life to be. I just want it to be all smooth and I want it to all be easy. Sometimes God moves that way. Somebody was asking me the other day to pray for their kid. They said, hey, my kid, some rough stuff's going on in their life. And I said, you know what? I know the best way to pray. The best way to pray is, is God use good things. God use bad things. God use whatever it would take to get them connected to you. That's the greatest thing. I mean, uh, I, I wanna encourage moms, um, your prayers about your kids, it really does matter. 
those prayers don't ever stop. You just continue to pray and you say whatever it takes. Because guess what? We sometimes try to, try to control our kids and we try to hold them. We can only do so much. But if we can release them to the Father and say, God, you do it. God, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly giving them to you. That's the one that can truly change things. See, in verse 14, it says, She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. So we go from the angels to Jesus. And nothing really seems to shock Mary, does it? I mean, she's just like, okay, uh, this is just a normal day in the life. See, she was so focused on her perceived situation. She was so focused on the empty tomb that she was missing out on what was around her. She was so focused on that that Jesus is standing there and sometimes, especially on Mother's Day, I just want to bring up the point. Mom, sometimes we can focus so much on the situation. So much about, oh, this problem and that problem that we forget who's standing right in front of us. That God is right in front of us. And sometimes what happens is our problems end up looking so big because that's the situation that we're looking at. But in reality, when we look to God, God is so much bigger than our situation. God is so much bigger than our problems that we're dealing with. So then, then we see in verse 15, it says, Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? Mary was so enamored with the dead Jesus, she couldn't see the Jesus who was alive right in front of her. She was so much looking at something else that wasn't there that she couldn't see what was in front of her. She, she thought he was the gardener, Scripture says. Sir, she said, if, you've, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary thought, hey, somebody just pulled away the body. You tell me where he's at. I'll pick up this grown man. I'll pick up that dead weight. I'll just go pick him up. I'll just go take him, all right? I'll, I'll go deal with the situation. Guys, I totally think of that as, as moms. You, you hear about a truck falling on top of a kid and a mom, adrenaline junkie, goes in. She's lifting up that truck to grab her kid. But she's so jacked up and she's so she's missing out on what's really right in front of her. See, she planned on picking up his body. She planned on taking him back. Here's what I want you to write down is let your feelings expose what you're honestly seeking. Let your Feelings expose what you're honestly thinking. So many times we're clouded by things. So many times that we're clouded because we're, we're so caught in that situation. It's so big. We're just not seeing things clearly. And if you have a prayer, it's God, bring clarity to my life. I, I can't see. I mean, my husband's out of control. My kid's out of control. My work's out of control. I got all these situations. God, bring me clarity. Help me see what's going on. See, there's so much love and so much passion. But sometimes in the midst of our love and in the midst of our passion, we're like, wow, that didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. 
wow, that didn't work out. That's because we're not clearly seeing what's going on. See, I love this. Uh, Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. I love the passion, but it's so misdirected. She's still wanting to see the old Jesus. And, 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 and I, I think about it when, when uh, my kids were little and, you know, I got, I got three girls. And I remember when they would get their first haircut. Tina would come in there with a Ziploc bag and she'd say, oh, you know, could, could you put the hair trimmings in the bag? You know, I want to save those so I can look at them later, you know. And I think we did that a few times, you know, going in there. And just, just recently, Bella's, Bella's nine now and, and, and Bella got her hair cut. And uh, the funniest thing, she said, hey, can I get some of that hair to give to my mom? I think she'd like it. I think I can make her cry with this, you know. I, I, I'll pull on her emotions, you know. I'll get that, that toy that I want. And so, so you know, she... <laughs> But, but, but here's the reality, is sometimes we can end up, we, we, we want that four-year-old. And, 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 and the reality is God has given you a 40-year-old. And, and what we have to do is quit, quit wanting that person, that old experience, and start to embrace the new experience that God has in front of us. Sometimes we have to say, hey, you know what? They're married now. This is different. This is different. I need to embrace what's in front of me now and not quit wanting what's behind me. And I think we can do that spiritually. I'll ask people, I'll say, I'll say, man, what is God doing? What is God doing in your life? And they'll be like, well, 20 years ago, it was so amazing. God just filled the room. And you know what? Church was so awesome back then. And you know, we, we had this and we had that. And they keep looking at something of the past and saying, that's what I want. The reality is we have to embrace what's in front of us right now. And that's what God wants to do in each of your lives. See, in verse 17, it says, don't cling to me. Doesn't that sound kind of harsh? Of Jesus, you know, uh, that, that gave his life? He, he's saying, don't cling to me. Why? Because I'm not the old Jesus. I'm the resurrected Jesus. I'm the one that, that, that's come to bring redemption and hope as you trust in me. And, and Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father, but go find my brothers and tell them I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. See, what do we see here? We see Jesus say, I have action steps for you, Mary. I have things that I specifically want you to do. You know what's so amazing is that, that in Jewish culture, they, they, you, you look back and you see how they handled things, and it's like, wait a second. So they would not allow a woman to be a witness. So in a legal proceeding or something, they wouldn't allow a woman to be a witness. Isn't it interesting that Jesus allowed the first witness to be a woman? Why? Because she matters, because her life matters, because each person here, your life matters. Jesus said, this lady's life matters doesn't matter what culture says. doesn't matter what other people are telling you. You know, it, it was in a, in, in, in a society where, where they pushed women away. And Jesus said, no, no, no. Your life matters. For some of you, that's exactly what you have to write on the side of your notes, is that your life 
does matter. Sometimes it's really hard to, 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 to believe that it's good for other people. Yeah, other people. But for us, your life matters. And God has a calling for you. God has a purpose for you. See, we go on and we look at verse 18. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. She was faithful. She did exactly what what Jesus had told. That was the very first commission that Jesus gave in, in the resurrection. I mean, that's amazing. He resurrected and he gave her a special commission that was only for Mary. And she was faithful with it. Now, I want you to write this in. Is that that when when your heart is broken, you've got to move beyond your past experiences. You have to move beyond your past experiences. See, I don't know about you, but I, I know for me, it's very natural. I look at other people and I'm like, man, they all look great. Everybody looks great on the outside. You guys all look fantastic. But I look on the inside of my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what's wrong with this guy? And I know that we live in a world that's always comparing. And, and, And people are telling you what a mom should look like, what a dad should look like. You should be like this and you should be like that. And we start judging ourselves through Facebook and Instagram. We start looking at people's highlight reels. Have you ever noticed that? You look at the highlight reels and you're seeing what everybody else has done. Oh, wow, they're doing so great. And look at that. Look what they got. And look at that. And here's the whole thing. That's their highlight reels. Nobody puts up a picture of them crying and being like, oh, my gosh, I don't know when this thing's ever going to get fixed. I don't know when that's ever going to happen. And so we start looking at people's highlight reels and we start comparing it and saying, that's who I should be. That's who I should be. I'm, I'm not that person. And so there's got to be some type of problem. There's got to be something in me. You know, God, God must like other people or for whatever reason, things are good for them, but it's not for me. Well, what I think is so important, Jesus came and conquered death. And he wants to bring healing. I, I want to I just go back a little bit. I want you to look at Mary Magdalene. I, wanna, I want you to see where, where we see her in the scripture in Luke 8, starting in verse 1. It says, soon afterwards, Jesus began a tour of nearby towns, villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. Guys, that, that, that's, that's, that's pretty intense when you look at it. Uh, so we got the disciples, didn't, didn't name them specifically, just the disciples, and we got, we got some, some women, and then very, very distinctively names Mary Magdalene. See, see, she, she had a tough life. She, she had demons in her life. And for some of you, you're like, man, I got some demons in my life. I've got things that are going on. I've got things that are affecting me. Why do I keep trying? I, I don't want to do that. And I keep falling into that. I keep saying, no, I'm not going to do it. And it keeps going back to that way. It doesn't say what type of demons. It doesn't say if they were, they were physical demons, emotional demons, what those things were. But we know that they were demons. We know that they were attacking her life. 
You know what? When, when we look in the Bible, every time you see seven, seven stands for completion, complete. And so when we see symbolic number seven, and we see it here, how many demons? Seven demons. You know what? I think she was completely and overly just wrapped in possession. Her life was just a trap. She was just completely overwhelmed that no matter what she did, it just never seemed to go right. It always seemed to go back to that trap. And, and, and as we look at that, and it doesn't even tell us in the scripture how long she had been possessed by those demons. But what it does say is that Jesus came and Jesus healed her. Jesus took those demons away from her life. And look at who Jesus chose to be the first person after the resurrection to share. That was Mary. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what's going on in your life. I want you to know that Jesus can heal any demons that are in your life. Any things that are pulling you down and tearing you down. Jesus is bigger than all of those things. And for some of you, you're like, oh, I had this happen, or I chose this, or I did that, and you feel like you're disqualified. I want you to know, with Jesus, there's no disqualifications. Jesus doesn't say, oh, because you did that when you were 17, you're disqualified. Because you did that when you were 28, you're disqualified. Because you did that when you were 40, on, on, on. You do not get my full power. And Jesus said, I conquered death to give you power. I come to give you life, and I've come to give it to you abundantly. So I want to encourage you today. As you walk out, as you grab breakfast, as you grab a plan, as you get photos, as you go out later in the day, that God wants to use you. If there's demons, if there's things in your life, he's the only one that can heal you. And he wants to move past the healing and he wants to use you in a powerful way. Not just with Mary Magdalene. He wants to do that in your life. Every woman, every man, God's desire is to move to you and through you. God wants to use you as a light to make a difference in this world. Will you pray with me today? Just go ahead, bow your head, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, God, you are so good. God, you are so awesome. God, we thank you so much for looking at your word today and seeing the life that you want to give each of us just as you gave Mary from a life of just chains and bondage to a commission, to a calling. It starts with engaging with you. It starts not, not with me trying to clean myself up or trying to fix things. And, I, you know, one day, one day I'll be ready, you know, or I got to quit smoking. I got to quit doing this. I got to quit doing that. And then, 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 I'll, then I'll be ready. It's about you turning from where you're at and saying, I will follow you. For some of you, you've never done it. You've never made that decision. The Bible says, as I make a decision, it, it, it's actually being born again. It's a new life. My dead spirit becomes alive. 
says that no man gets into heaven except through Jesus as I turn my life to him. If you've never done that, you don't need a pope, you don't need a priest, it's right where you're at. As you call out to God and you say, God, I I give my life to you. I surrender my life to you. And, And right now, right in the midst of all these people, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you, you're saying that, you're saying, yeah, today's the day. For some of you, you're like, I've done it in the past, and, 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 and I've just walked so far away. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day to come home. If that's you, I want you to know, angels in heaven, the angels are up there, and they're screaming, and they're celebrating, and they're like, she did it. She did it. He did it. He did it. He came home. Mother's Day 2019. It's all about redeeming man back to God. It's all about wholeness. I'm not going to embarrass you at all, but while everybody else has their head bowed and their eye closed, if, if that's you today, if you said, I gave my life to him, I just said, I turned my life. I don't, I don't have all the answers. I don't understand. But, but Richard, I, I just say, I, I'm, I choose to follow him. I just do what Jesus says. I'm just going to move following him. If that's you with every head bowed, every eye closed, just look up at me. Will you you get my eye contact right now? Just you didn't even lift your hand. If that's you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. God knows exactly what's going on. And I want you to know that those angels are yelling. Those angels are screaming. He came home. If that's you, I want you to know it's very, very clear. It's very, very simple. It's a gift. And is today the day to accept that gift? Before I go any further, if, if, that's, if, if, if that's you and you're like, Rich, I just want to agree with you, would you, you just give me, give me a look up? that you would be with each one of us. God, that, that, that we would find our wholeness in you. God, that no matter what our circumstances is, we would find uh, our identity in who you are. And God, that you would move through each one of us. And we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.